Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pete. And I'm Maureen. We are the Sonic Boomers. Every show talking about things that we pull off the top of our heads. And occasionally out of somewhere else. And if you are looking for content that is entertaining, informative, and sometimes even a little inspirational, make sure that you subscribe right now and click on the notification bell. This way you're the first to know when new content is published. All the cool kids are doing it. And this week we're talking about... 55 plus communities. Or senior communities, as some people call them. Mm -hmm. Now, we should point out that Maureen and I have never lived in a senior community. It is something that we considered. Yes. And is part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, because we know that for many of our listeners who are of that 55 plus demographic now, this might be something that you're thinking about. And we wanted to point out some of the pros and cons before you pulled the trigger on anything. Exactly. Now, one of the things that we did do before we recorded the podcast was we went on to Facebook and we asked people to uh, put up their experience in 55 plus communities. And there really wasn't much in terms of uh, people who didn't like it or people who were dissatisfied. 10% of American seniors now live in a 55 plus community. Now that may sound like a lot, but when you flip it the other way, it's like 90% are not living in it. Well, I saw it this way. 10% of a hell of a lot is is still a hell of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So what some of the pros that we we came up with based upon our listeners' input and and some research we've done it may appear to be cheaper than full house ownership the the purchase price of a 55 plus unit oft times appears now notice i say appears because we'll get into some of the the things later on when we talk about cons of, of why it only appears cheaper and people also like the sense of security that they have Right. Most of these 55 pluses are gated communities with security guards at the entrances and are frequently patrolled by private security. And the chances of a random person getting in there and ripping you off or breaking into your home is is pretty much diminished. Sometimes it's pretty damn hard for your visitors to get in there. (laughs) Tell you that, we have a friend who lives in a 55 plus complex. And I'm telling you, the guy at the guardhouse was just a total uh, uh, male organ. He was, I mean, you would have thought that we were trying to get into Fort Knox. She had our name on the list and he didn't have the list. He didn't have her name as a resident there. That's right. That's right. And we're going, no, she, she lives here. And (laughs) well, she's not on the list. You can't come in. We finally called her from the car and said, will you call the guardhouse and tell this jackass (laughs) that a, you live here and B we're coming to see you. (laughs) It's like my God. Well, that's security. So for you. I guess that's what, what you're paying for. And a lot of these 55 plus places have amenities that are very attractive to you. They have pools, gyms, golf courses, social clubs, activities, and a lot of seniors find themselves looking for that. Plus, you're there with people who are at similar stages in, in life. Yes, so you have a lot in common. We're all on the final approach. (laughs) The plane is coming in. You have the similar uh, 
ages of your kids and your grandkids and you have life experiences that are that are relatable to each other and it's easier to hang out and maybe make friends with people of your own kind. But I wonder if, if there is like a problem with, you know, the younger end of that spectrum mm-hmm. is now 55. Right. And you've got people in there who are 70, 75, 80. And, you know, I wonder if it still becomes a, an us and them kind of a thing. It can. Because there's a lot of difference between 55 and 70. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can, I, I suppose. And the other thing is, like, for me, I kind of like a broader range. I, I like being in a community where you, you see little kids outside playing and young mothers with babies. And I, I like the, the broader range of spectrum that is not afforded in a 55-plus And people say it's, it's quieter. It is quiet. It definitely would be quieter. You're not going to have a bunch of rambunctious teenagers running around the neighborhood. But you do hear a lot of when the ambulances are coming <laughs> in and going out. And Another plus is that while they charge a maintenance fee, it covers things like your lawns being mowed, your snow being removed. I love that. So you don't have any out, outside maintenance to do on your, on your home. I love that because even when we bought Yellow House and we have like a big front lawn, it's like a sweeping, curving front lawn. And the very, I've only mowed it once mm-hmm. in the four years that we're here. And that first time, remember I came in the I house and like, I said, I'm not to doing you, this again. Get somebody <laughs> to mow this lawn. I am not doing this again. And we found somebody and it's and, great. And we did. It's great. So, I mean, and it's not as, and the person that does it, it's not as expensive as the homeowner's fees that are in a 55 no, plus no. place. So we're ahead of the game. And if it snows, we have a snowblower. Yeah. With them being responsible for the exterior of your home, it then ensures that your community stays attractive and people aren't letting their homes go to pot. So it, it kind of maintains the integrity that of is your a problem. curb appeal. In, even in our community here, mm-hmm. there are some people that their houses kind of need a little TLC. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel badly for the guy that lives next door to him. Sure, sure. There's, there's one house in particular that, <laughs> that I'm thinking of. And I'm not going to say where it is. But the thing is a freaking eyesore. And if I were the next door neighbor, I, I, I think I'd be camping out on this guy's lawn or something <laughs> until he did something. Because it, it's really, it's pretty bad. Well, if you really care if it's an next door neighbor, you could go over and offer to help him. Now, why would you do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and these places are generally located in, in warmer areas and near all the things that seniors want and need, like shopping centers, hospitals, <laughs> doctors, cafes, cafes restaurants, <laughs> hospitals, <laughs> doctors. <laughs> and Oh, did I say hospitals? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> And other thing is, most of these will have one floor living, thus eliminating stairs. Well, that was big for us when we came Exactly. Here. That's a, a, a big plus, especially as you age and become maybe less mobile, less flexible. So all these are, are really good reasons why you might want to go to a 55-plus community. But, but there are the negatives. It's not all peaches and cream, as they say. Yep. So what's what are some of the negatives? Well, probably the biggest one, and it's it it's hard if you have 
been a homeowner and you are downsizing into a, a 55 plus thing and you're used to living in your own home to now have to deal with rules and regulations. The infamous HOA. The HOA, dun, the, dun, dun. <laughs> the Karens in your neighborhood. Yeah. Obviously, these differ from different communities, different parts of the country, so this is not a one-size-fits-all. But many of these places have rules about whether you can have your adult children stay for a, a period of time or your grandkids. Will they be able to use the pool with you? Uh, can you have pets? And if you can, how many? Even the, the breed of dog, if it's too aggressive, they don't want you to have that. Things like mailboxes, planting in front of your house. What kind of things can you have out there? What kinds of things you cannot have? Can you put an antenna on your house or a satellite dish? All these are kind of things that they very often are regulated by the homeowner and we, association. We have the, the one friend who lives in a 55 plus community. And I think that she has to go to like the central mailbox location. Doesn't she No, where all the mailboxes are? No. Well, she does now. <laughs> and then uh, we have other friends that live in a beautiful 55 plus community, but all of the mailboxes are basically the same. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, designed that way there's there's a lot of a lot of uniformity and i know that she likes flowers right and she likes to plant and i think they made her take some of her plantings well, they, they didn't allow vegetables like in front is that what it was she, and they, she they, had like tomato and she they made her to put, put her over plant. on the side and you know on one hand you can kind of understand it because vegetable plants are not pretty you're growing them because you want the tomatoes you want the peppers yeah. you know but they're not particularly attractive plants but for God's sakes, you know, <laughs> who's it hurting <laughs> to have a, a plant out there? But they had to put them in the, in the back on their uh, deck in pots. And, and for me, uh, I'm an amateur radio operator. Right. And we use antennas. And a lot of these HOAs, you can't put up an antenna. And if you do, it's got to be something really stealthy. That's one of the key things why we did not pursue a 55-plus community when we were looking here we wanted you to be able to enjoy your hobby and is there a limit on the number of vehicles that you can have the type of are you are you allowed to have an suv are you allowed to have a camper are they going to tell you that your car has to be of a certain age golf carts motorcycles what about them and they, they may very well tell you that there are restrictions in this, in that regard and how many parking spaces do you allow yeah and on top of hoas overstepping their bounds then there's the hoa fees and they can be raised at any time there's no cap they're not accountable to anyone well they're accountable to the organization well, good luck though getting them to be accountable well i mean you have to vote you vote these people in they're elected by the community of, of people that live in the 55 plus. So in that regard, it's, it's just like a president of the United States. It, they're accountable to the voters. But once they're in, but they still can make that fee anything that they want it to they be. They can, but you can also vote them out. They have terms. It's not like a lifetime appointment. And the it, HOA very often is a either a breeding ground for or attracts the kind of people who are used to being in a leadership role, a management role in their work life, or just like being a big fish in a small pond. And they have the free time to flex their muscles and right. be controlling. Right. That also 
kind of promotes cliques that can form within these communities as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the active people who are going to the pool and joining all the clubs and, and running things versus the people that are maybe more insular and, and choose not to be involved. It's like the ins and the outs again, like and you And you'll said. find people that, well, he was allowed to have vegetables on in front of the house. How come I'm not? How come he got to have a nicer mailbox than I, and you made me get a different kind of mailbox? Well, 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 well he's in with the in crowd. Well, I, I, I don't think it's so much that, because these rules are on the books, and if that's what they require, that's what they require. But I think what the clicks come into play more like, you go to the pool and, and you're looking for somebody to chit-chat with and hang out with, and they freeze you out. Or you, you want to join one of their social clubs, and you're not part of the in crowd and, and you'll go there and you'll sit alone like a wallflower at the table. Because I know our friend told us that in her community, one of the things that keeps coming up at all of the meetings of the HOA is why can't my grandchildren come to the pool? And a decision was made, no kids mm -hmm. because of liability. Exactly. And apparently this woman is, this is like, constant with her why can't my grandchildren come to the pool why can't they come to the pool and that's the kind of stuff that you're going to run into there very likely possibility again it depends on the rules of your yeah. particular i mean and it's a valid point you like to see your grandchildren mm -hmm. but th there's a lot of legal stuff that goes on in running a community like that and, and liability and one of the big jobs is the management of liability. While they may appear to be the bad guys, many times it is a valid concern. As population of the country is aging, and there's becoming more... I did notice that. And there's becoming more and more people in that 55-plus age bracket that are looking for homes. These communities are being built in record numbers all over the place. Competition between the different communities that are are being built as far as who offers the best amenities, who's got the nicest unit. Who's got the gardening. nicest clubhouse, who's got the best pool. Naturally, people that are looking for that, they're all within the same areas pretty much, so they have the choice. So when you're looking for the first time to buy a 55-plus place, you're going to look at these newer places because they've got the best and their prices are, are comparable. It's not like you're going to save a lot of money by buying an older unit. They're all coming up about the same. And meanwhile, you might as well go with the new place. That's you know, logical and well-thinking. But what does that mean for the person, like, say, you bought the house now? 20 years from now. Sometimes it's 10 years. You won't be able to give years. it away because there's an even newer and nicer and better exactly. 55 it'll plus be, Or at least it'll be harder for you to sell. As we get older, I feel like that's a common thread tonight, but, um, you know. Well, in case you didn't check the mirror lately, <laughs> we, we are, are older. indeed getting older. But I'm still cute. <laughs> Adorable. All right. Just hold it there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> well, anyway, as our needs change, let's put it that way. <laughs> when you're 55 and you buy into this community, oh, the pool, the gym, oh, that's going to be great. And maybe for a few years it is. 
Now maybe you're 80 and you're using a walker and maybe you need a cane and maybe you even need some help getting around. You're probably not going to even use half of these amenities. But you know what? Your HOA fee doesn't go down proportionately. That's right. It's like a public school. You're not using it, but you're still paying for it. You're still paying for it. Therefore, you know, you, you may be left in the end paying this HOA fee for very little return in enjoyment or in usability. Now, a lot of seniors are probably looking to downsize, but the reality may hit you when you realize that you might be sacrificing things like finished basements, extra storage space, more closets. Again, it, it's all, it's a personal thing. What What's important to you, what you can live with, what you can't live with. But a lot of times you have more storage in your house than you even realize. And then when you suddenly have to pack it all up and and move to a smaller spot, it suddenly is like, oh, and where are we going to put all the Christmas tree and the Christmas decorations? And oh, dear, the lawn furniture and the snowblower. What do we do with it? So So we have some suggestions. Exactly. Before you pull the trigger on that 55-plus community. And probably the most important thing that you could anybody should do, even when you're buying a regular house, is read the paperwork, read your contracts. Look at your covenants. And, and have, I would say, have a lawyer review it, because a lot of these things are written in legalese. Exactly. You may not understand, so... Hire a lawyer, spend the, the money, well, and Well, I think have you would reviewed. do that. You would do that anyway. But some of the things that you might be looking at is when was the last maintenance done? If this is not a brand new site that you're buying, when was the last maintenance project done? Are they ripe for a new improvement project coming up soon? You might buy the house and two months later get hit with a $5,000 assessment because we are repaving the all the yeah. all the sidewalks have to be redone or uh, we're, we're going to add on to the hall or, or yeah. whatever when you own a home and that happens there are upgrades in your town in your community there are a lot of people to amortize the cost of that exactly. project but when you're in a 55 plus community that's a pretty tight number of people yeah, it's a it might small be a few hundred people, people you know, and it, those costs are going to be distributed amongst you exactly and maybe you're taking a little bit uh, a little bit more of a bite out of that sandwich than, than you, you want. want to and you should probably look at the minutes of the hoa meetings and see what kind of things are being discussed are they things that are important to you or the things that you have an opinion about like you mentioned the, the woman with the grandkid in the pool. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have grandkids or your grandkids live out in California and you have no connection where they're going to be coming, it may not be important to you. Same way if they're talking about whether or not we are going to have a bridge club and you don't play bridge, you probably don't care. But a lot of the things that they're talking about in these meetings may be important to you and may not be. Yeah. And you should probably evaluate where their heads are at and whether their thinking aligns with yours. Some of the things may wind up being penny ante BS. Exactly. And so you you want to kind of look into that and make sure that, again, you think that they're thinking like you're thinking so that you'll be happy. We, We kind of hinted at this before. 
are they aggressive about enforcing and collecting fines? Or is it a kind of a nod, nod, wink, wink? Say, listen, Morty, uh, we really, uh, we have a problem with uh, the mailbox out in front of your unit. So do you think maybe, you know, you could like switch it to something else? We, We would really appreciate that. Or... They show up and they find you <laughs> right? because they don't like your mailbox and you better pay up or you're out of here. Exactly. And it can go either way. It can. And when you're ready to sell, you don't want to get hit with a list of fines that, oh, well, we've been keeping track and now you're selling your property. And you know what? You've been here five years and you owe us $15,000 yeah. in fines. Yeah, they really can do pretty much anything that they want. And your HOA fees may seem to be reasonable. I've never looked at any place where I would say, wow, these are really low. I go as far as to say reasonable, but that could change in the drop of a hat. Exactly. So it's it's a cautionary tale and you need to weigh it all. And maybe you'll come out and you'll say that I don't care. This is perfect for me. And maybe you're going to say, you know what? Maybe not. And most of the people that we've heard from are really happy in their 55 plus community but for maureen and i at least in this stage of our lives we really don't think it's quite for us exactly and and probably won't be at this point (laughs) i don't want to move again (laughs) yeah we don't want to do that again if you listen to the previous episodes you know what we went through (laughs) so we don't want to do it again Hey, we want to thank you for rejoining us on this edition of the Sonic Boomers. And if you have suggestions for future shows, you can send them to us at thesonicboomers at AOL.com. That's thesonicboomers at AOL.com. And until next time, I am the ever attractive for an old guy, (laughs) Pete Toriello. And I'm his adorable wife, Maureen. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. God bless you. Thank you for listening.